Welcome to Hands on Health. I am Dr. Patrick Frain. And I'm Dr. Susan Frain. And welcome to a really great episode that we have for you that we are talking about running on borrowed time. And it doesn't matter if you're a runner or if you're a jogger or if you're a walker, we're talking about people that want to improve their cardiovascular health by simply getting out and getting some exercise. But what we're going to be talking about are the 10 most common issues and injuries that runners face, but also you could face these things if you're a jogger or just simply even a walker. So where's the best place to start when we talk about a topic like this? Well, I think it's the best place to start is the anatomy of the foot. You need to understand how the foot is made up. And then you can better understand why we have the problems that we have um, when running or walking or jogging, things like that. Um, we have 26 bones in each foot. And that's, well, not only is that a lot of bones, but it actually makes up 25% of the total number of bones in our entire body. Wow. That's All crazy. In the feet. All in the feet. So over 50 bones in the feet alone. Those bones then form different arches. And mm-hmm. most of us are aware of the inner arch of our foot. Uh, you know, if we have a, a loss of the arch, we say we have flat feet and, and that kind of, uh, that arch falls down on that inner part. So that's the medial arch. The okay, lateral but there's more, arch, there's, there's additional there's, arches. There's three total. The lateral arch is the one on the outside of the foot. And there's actually a transverse arch that comes across the bottom, um, kind of up towards the toes, mm-hmm. so to speak, where the toes come in, in alignment with the foot. Um, so those three arches are very, very important. They actually have three roles. So they have the role of distributing our body weight evenly over mm-hmm. the feet. Sure. Uh, they have the role of movement, propulsion, mm-hmm. as we take every single step. They also have a role of shock absorption. That's true. So if you think of a, a shock in your car, uh, for example, uh, every single time, you know, it's like a big spring. Right. You know? Absolutely. And every single time you go over a pothole, which there are just a couple in our area. It's construction season. Just a couple. And every time you go over a pothole, that spring Mm-hmm. comes down and it absorbs some of the shock. Well, it's the same exact thing with the arches of our feet. So if we don't have enough of the arches, that shock absorption isn't there anymore and can begin to cause problems. Yeah, and, and we look at it's, it's heel strike, it's mid stance, and then it's toe off. And those are kind of those three movements of the foot. And this doesn't, you know, if you're a runner and you're doing an ultra or you're one of our patients that is a trainer for people that are doing ultras, you know, and you know who you are, God bless you for that. But this is the same type of biomechanics that happens if you're just simply taking a walk around your block. It's that heel strike, the mid stance, and the toe off. And all of these things, if that foot is not aligned properly, they can all lead to these 10 things that we're going to be going over. Absolutely. For sure. Um, so let's talk about what these 10 conditions are. And some of them are, you know, a little more in relation to someone who is a hardcore runner. And some of them are absolutely for someone that's walking from their desk to their car and from their car to their to their home. And honestly, you better hold on to your shoes because we're going to be flying through yep. these really, really fast. So yep. we're going to go through them. Just a Put couple your running shoes on. Put your running, Put your running shoes, shoes on. on You're going to need them. Here we go. We're going to take off. All right. Tackle number one. We're taking off with runner's knee. Or if you want to get fancy, you can call it patellofemoral syndrome. Ooh, fancy name. Let's get fancy, fancy here. Name. So we're talking about a dull pain in mm-hmm. the front of the knee, um, under your kneecap, basically. Yep. Okay. And this can indicate that the knee on its own is out of alignment. For sure. So, you know, a lot of people will hear, well, you know, how does that even happen? You know, your spine can go out of alignment, but your knee can go out of alignment. Mm-hmm. Yes, it can. Same thing with your feet. So in this case, the knee itself is out of alignment. And, and it's a subtle misalignment. It's not something, you know, it's, it's not it's, a dislocation. This is not a dislocation. No. Oh my gosh. This is not a dislocation. Right. We use the term a lot in our profession called subluxation. And right. I always think of a sub like a submarine. It's just under a dislocation. This is not a dislocated kneecap. Correct. But when patellofemoral syndrome occurs, 
you can see where that kneecap is starting to slightly misalign, and that's where you're getting that getting that dull pain. And that could be an imbalance in the muscles as、mm-hmm. well. So there are things that we need to look at, but from a chiropractic perspective, that can be extremely helpful.、Yep. Uh, realigning the knee, and、yep. it's not anything that's really、um, aggressive.、Mm-hmm. It can be a very gentle realignment, but then looking at the muscles and making sure that they're well balanced, so that doesn't continue happening. It's very important. Absolutely. So when we're looking at best treatment for each of these top ten that we're going to go over with. You, I think that one really kind of falls into chiropractic. That's、Very、the one that、so. adjustment is is the one. Yes. Next one on our list, number two, is stress fracture,、mm-hmm. and this is the one that can happen to the tibia, to the fibula, or to your ankle. These are the the three most common areas that are going to have that, and it's really from a lot of repetitive conditioning and a lot of repetitive training. And the one thing that I've noticed in twenty years of working with runners is there is very little off season. You know,、right. it, everybody else has an off season, but runners don't really take one. I mean, they they have their marathon. They have their halves. They have their ultras,、um, but then they're still on the treadmill. They're still they're still practicing. Even in the winter time, they're running. Even in the winter,、um, and sometimes these do need medical co-management.、Mm-hmm. And so we、Absolutely. certainly are open to that. We're not going to say that this is a situation where you know it's just a chiropractic office or it's just some of the other services that can help with that. Typically, you do want to co-manage it. But at the same time, there are natural things that you can do、uh, for stress fractures. There's supplements that you can take. Yes, you know that would be helping with with bone building、it、and osteophyte formation. Heal yep,、faster. for sure. And the one thing that is really huge for it is laser therapy.、Oh、that is、gosh. something that、It's、makes、fantastic. a makes a big impact.、Um, utilization of the laser on an area that has a fracture can actually increase those healing times. Well, we've、and、seen、so、it in、wonderful. our office. We've seen that the、uh, the healing time is sometimes cut down by fifty percent. Absolutely. And we'll have runners come in and they'll have that stress fracture, and they'll go in and they'll see ortho.、Yep. Excellent. Have that taken care of first. Ortho might put them in a boot depending on what's going on. For sure. They come in and. See us. We do the laser, and Ortho is expecting it's going to be six weeks. Next thing you know, it's three weeks, and they're taking、uh, X-rays, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, this looks yeah, amazing! It's, it's better. It's improved." And, and they're like, "Woo!、Yeah. I can get back out running again." Absolutely. So, some definite things there for the stress fracture. Moving on to number three, and that one is shin splints. Shin splints, shin splints or medial tibial stress syndrome.、Ooh. I know, we're, getting we're getting fancy. We're getting the fancy words fancy. out. So this is along the shaft of the tibia.、Uh, so yeah, we we all know what shin splints are. We've all had those in the past. It can be extremely uncomfortable.、Um, one of the reasons this can happen is if we increase our distance too fast. Absolutely. And we get a little aggressive. We get a little excited, or we have not timed things well enough,、mm-hmm. and we're like, "I'm going to run a marathon, and it's in four weeks, and I'm starting now." <laughs> Don't do that. Um, but flat feet can also cause shin splints. Back to those arches. It's back to those arches. When you lose those arches,、uh, the biomechanics are completely off. Every single time you take a step, it's not only、uh, causing the weight of your body to shift in a different part over your knee, but there goes your shock absorption too. So instead of that shock absorber、uh, taking care of everything, it just runs right up that leg, and there you go with the shin splints. So best treatment for the shin splints then of the tools that we have available to us. Orthotics are usually going to be your best bet.、Um, having a digital foot scan done. Sometimes you can just get the off-the-shelf ones.、Mm-hmm. It just depends on how bad the、uh, loss of the arch is, or is it one arch? Is it two? Is it all three of them? Yep. You can't ignore the fact that there are three arches and just address one. You might have to address all three. And I think you know when you said you know the over-the-counter ones can help. I think a lot of times people say, well, when do I use that? And and we'll have a whole separate podcast on orthotics so that people can understand the differences. But for this podcast. 
you know, if this is something that just popped up for someone、mm-hmm. and they need something immediate, yes, you can go get an over-the-counter,、right. um, kind of a generic, mass-produced orthotic, and you can use it.、Mm-hmm. But if you're going to be taking your walking, jogging, running seriously, and you're going to be something that you want to start getting a couple five Ks going, or the ten K, or the half, and you want to start planning out for that, that's when you need something that's more custom-made to your、Correct. foot and not something that comes, you know, out of a rack that、right. that that、exactly. fits everybody for sure. Okay, so moving on, the next one is Achilles tendonitis,、um, and this one is really that inflammation of the Achilles tendon in the back of the foot,、mm-hmm. and this is the one that's really repetitive use. This goes back to I'm using it over and over and over again. But the thing is, a lot of people when they start treating Achilles tendonitis, they just look at the Achilles tendon because、right. that's the name of it. That's so where, that's where the the pain and discomfort is. Right. So that's where we should、But、treat that's it. That's not the source of the problem. Exactly. <laughs> and and people are like, I'm going to ice my Achilles tendon and. And you can, if you start to feel that tendonitis coming in, yes, you can put that ice on, ice pack on. It's going to feel really good. But the real trigger for Achilles tendonitis actually comes from the muscles of the calf, and it's actually the gastrocnemius muscle and the soleus muscle in the calf. When those start getting tight and cramped up, that will pull on the Achilles tendon because basically those insertions are the Achilles tendon.、Yep. So a great thing to do is to roll out the calves, and another thing to do is to really heat them up and to make sure that they're nice. And warm.、Uh, a lot of times, even in a dance industry, you'll see where,、uh, or even in a、um, uh, gymnastics、uh, industry, you'll see where they'll wear leg warmers, and that's really to keep the gastrocnemius and the soleus nice and warm. Because if you can do that, that's going to make a, a big impact into that Achilles tendon itself. They're more flexible. Yep, for sure.、Um, Treatments for that: ankle adjusting. You can absolutely adjust any of the bones in the foot and the ankle.、Uh, talus is a big is a big one for that、Definitely. for sure. Calcaneus adjusting as well, making sure these subtle misalignments are are proper,、um, so that that is there. And again, another treatment: laser therapy. You、right. can absolutely use the laser on the Achilles tendon once that. Inflammation or that itis has gotten past the point of of what you can yeah, do. Yeah, well,、own. that'll decrease that inflammation and help things heal up faster. Yep, for sure. Absolutely. Moving on to number five.、Uh, muscle strains and pulls.、Uh, While、wow, most common, <laughs> hamstring, quad, calf, and groin. Yep.、Um, stretching. Guys gotta stretch.、Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how many times I have people come in, and they're running and they're ignoring the most important part, and that's the stretching part. And it's not just stretching before the activity; it's the post stretching、uh, yes, as well. That's even more important. I don't like to stretch cold muscles.、Mm-hmm. You, that's when you can have more of an injury. So warming up a little first, then stretching, and then when you are all done with your run, stretching again.、Uh, very, very important. But this can also be due to dehydration.、Yep. If you're not getting enough water. Um, you know, I hear people. Oh, but I don't like the taste of water. Okay, there's so many things you can do to doctor up water. Absolutely. Yeah, you can have an infuser. You can do co-、uh, cucumber, a lemon. Throw lime. A lemon there's there. so、yep. much stuff that you can do. Absolutely.、Um, but dehydration is huge.、Um, increasing the distance and speed before the body is ready. This goes back to、uh, we had this with shin splints as well.、Mm-hmm. So when you're increasing the distance too fast, you can be setting yourself up for a whole bunch of problems. And that's the reminder to everybody that's listening to this. Is if you want to get out,、uh, get out and get started, especially when the weather is beautiful.、Mm-hmm. Don't do too much too soon. You're better off just taking、Correct. short distances and then adding to it, no more than ten percent at a time,、mm-hmm. um, than just saying I'm. I've never done anything all winter. I've sat on my couch,、exactly. and now I'm going to go out and I'm going to walk from my house to downtown. And、yeah. isn't this isn't this great? And yeah, it's and it's、so、just、much. it's too much too no, soon. You're going to have that, like that. You're going to have that muscle strain in the pole. Yeah. So you do want to be careful with that. You、um, things that can be done、uh, for this laser therapy again huge because it helps to decrease the inflammation. 
inflammation and it helps your body heal faster. Absolutely. Chiropractic, um, chiropractic comes in with muscle strains and pulls when you have imbalances. Mm -hmm. If you have an imbalance in the, in the pelvis, for example, you're going to have a muscle pulling more. Absolutely. And it's going to have more tension on it. And again, with the orthotics, uh, because if you have a loss of any of the arches in your feet, that will also cause problems with the biomechanics of the muscles. Yep, for sure. And I think some of those are proactive, and I Correct. think some of those are reactive. And yes. that's and that's just how it is. Absolutely. Um, and you should have a good balance. I think if you're going to be starting to get out and get your cardiovascular health improved, you should have a good balance between um, doing things that are proactive and then also right. knowing what your options are. Uh, from a reactionary standpoint, that isn't toxic to your body and isn't, you know, drugs and surgery and, and things like that. Um, next one, we are, believe it or not, already up to number six, and those are the ankle sprains. Now, again, when we think about this, this reminds me of the Achilles. When we think about the ankle, most times when you go for a traditional approach to an ankle sprain, what does every provider look at? I don't care if it's urgent care or ER or all the different trainers that are out there. They look at the ankle sprain as an ankle sprain. But, a huge part of ankle sprains actually come from pelvic misalignment. Mm -hmm. And so there's this whole kinetic chain that's there. And the next thing you know, you have the pelvis is off, it's shifted, it's imbalanced, and that will absolutely affect the hips and the hips will affect the knees and the knees will affect the ankles. And it really predisposes you to that. Um, rotation. When you take rotation into the pelvis, the rotation will actually wind up rotating the knees and that imbalances the ankle and that leads to the ankle sprain. And so as you're listening to this, hopefully the take home message for you is, well, my ankles are good. They're strong. You know, this, that, the other, uh, you know, if I feel like there's a little something going on, I'll back off my running. But not everyone listening to this thinks about if my pelvis is imbalanced, there's where my future ankle sprain is, is going to come exactly. from. Exactly. We have to think of it like uh, the, your car being mm -hmm. out of alignment. If there's an imbalance in the car, if the tires are uh, inflated more on one side than another, yep. you're going to then wear out the bearings and things like that on Absolutely. one side of the car. Well, it's no different for our bodies. That's right. So if we're out of alignment, that is shifting our body weight and causing more of that body weight on one side than another. Now you're talking about ankle sprains, or yep. if it's there long enough, you're talking about hip arthritis, mm -hmm. knee arthritis. You're talking about meniscus issues, that's all right. sorts of stuff. So yeah. alignment is very important. It, it is. And I think the car example is so good. And anyone that's listening to this or watching this that follows any kind of auto racing, you know, you have a million dollar race car on the track and they come in for a three second pit stop and they do something called a track bar adjustment and that's where they put this little wand in and they make a little crank one way or the other that is making such a small change into the track bar yes. but it actually changes the position of all four wheels to make it so that they can gain two three five ten positions on the track mm -hmm. and it's a small subtle correction to that automobile to that million dollar race car well to our million dollar bodies it's sometimes yeah. just that small adjustment that you can make to the pelvis that can help with the hip with the knee with the ankle to be proactive on those uh, ankle sprains and yes for sure if you're reactionary um, laser therapy for that for sure and then the uh, orthotics I don't know if you noticed that but the orthotics are actually called pelvic spinal stabilizers and so it, it actually is stabilizing the pelvis to be more proactive on ankle sprains absolutely all right believe it or not number seven Oh, plantar fasciitis. Oh, goodness. How often do we see this come into the practice? Um, inflammation of the plantar fascia. What the heck is that? Okay, our plantar fascia, uh, bottom of the foot, uh, think of it like a triangle. It's attaching to the bottom of our heel. It then spreads out uh, and then comes across the bottom of our toes, kind of sort of, like mm -hmm. right before as our toes uh, attach to our foot. So that is our plantar fascia. 
Um, when that gets really, really tight and tense, the amount of pain that that can cause is extraordinary. Um, it can be tied to calf issues and knee misalignments as mm-hmm. well. Um, big thing, though, is loss of the arches. Yep. That is huge with plantar fasciitis because think about it. If we lose the arch, the plantar fascia is going to spread out and it's going to be overstretched. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to have some big issues. Um, chiropractic adjustments, calf releases, those are some of the biggest things that I do for that. I go in and actually work into the bones of the feet. Those sometimes need to be aligned. I sometimes need to do... Um, some deep tissue work in there on, on the bottom of the heel, which is not pleasant, but it is extraordinarily it, it effective. Works. It works. Extraordinarily effective. Laser therapy can then get in and take care of that mm-hmm. inflammation and the pain while everything is healing. But most importantly, that person almost always needs custom orthotics yep. because they're going to have a loss of usually two, if not all three of those arches. And I would agree with that 100%. That's not the time that you go and you get the Dr. Whoever's you know product at the big box right. store. You know, This is when you really it's want to have, it's not going to be enough. Right. And, and this is where you need to have one that's custom to your foot. Mm-hmm. And again, another podcast all about orthotics that we can follow up on, on this one for sure um, completely. Number eight on our list is the IT band syndrome, the yep. iliotibial band, if we want to keep with our big fancy words, fancy. the fancy words, yeah. um, aches and burnings along the outside of the leg. It goes from the hip to the knee. Um, this also has huge implications in hip misalignments and in pelvic misalignments. Absolutely. Um, again, I just want everybody listening to this. If you're driving in the car, visualize it. If you're watching it, we're just thinking of a pulley system. And if one side is pulling too much and the other side is not pulling enough, it will just stretch this band, uh, something fierce. Obviously you can roll it. You know, a lot of times people use foam rollers on there. Great at home thing to do, uh, for sure. Um, we do IT release, uh, actually as a chiropractic service, that is something that we do where we get in and we follow all the bands of the IT band. There's several and we go through and we actually do releases all the way down. And very that effective. has been very, very effective yes. for everybody. Uh, runners, walkers, you know, it's a hurt so good. Yes. You finish and they're like, do the other side. Uh, and you do, it is something that actually you want to do bilaterally. I'm glad actually you mentioned that. Oh my that. gosh. Yes. Because let's say that you have a right IT band issue, uh, great, but if you have one on the right, the left is not far behind. So if you are doing anything at home, rolling out one side that's problematic for you, please work the opposite side in the same fashion. Even though it doesn't seem like it needs it, it's not going to hurt. It's a very proactive way to And I to always go. like to do, as silly as this sounds, I always like to do the quote-unquote good side first mm-hmm. um, because those neurons, all those neural impulses that go up into the brain tell your brain what it's supposed to feel like, what it's supposed to be. Then when you go to the other side, your brain is connecting to that again. Absolutely. So I always like to do that good side first. And then I don't want to say the bad side, but the uncomfortable side. Yeah. But again, these are the helpful things that, you know, we talk to patients about every day here in the practice. Our conversations on this are going to be kicking up, you know, tenfold because of the season, but you can't cover all this in a regular appointment. So that's, you just can't. And so that's where this becomes a tool for anyone listening to say, I never thought about working, rolling out my good side first mm-hmm. before doing the bad side because who really thinks of neuronal function to the brain right. to train the brain as to what it's supposed to be like. But these are the subtle things that make a big a big difference for, for people. Um, we're up to number nine. And number nine is... Oh, blisters. Blisters. Oh. And don't we blister. know this well because our, our poor daughter with her point shoes and oh, yeah. her, her dancing and stuff. <laughs> Dancers' <laughs> feet have kid. blisters everywhere. Holy cow, man. Um, this could be poor positioning of the foot in your shoes mm-hmm. or you don't have the right 
shoes. Yep. That can be a big thing. So it's not just that the feet aren't uh, in the proper place. It's that maybe you just don't have the right shoes. Maybe you don't have the right size of shoes. Mm -hmm. Maybe because you've lost one or more of the arches, um, you don't have the proper support. And then your feet are kind of spreading out. You know, I I hear, hear people say, my feet have gotten bigger since I've gotten older. Mm. <laughs> My feet have gotten wider since I've gotten older. That's not what happens. What they're seeing is that they're losing the arches in their feet, and so their foot are they're they're splaying out. They're actually they seem like they're getting bigger or wider, but they're not. They're just uh, losing the arches, mm-hmm. and that can be a big problem. Poor sock choice is another yep. big thing. Dry socks. Um, dry socks. Yes, absolutely. Um, so big thing with the blisters. Make sure you have the right shoes. Mm-hmm. Also, check to make sure you. You might need orthotics. That's right. That's so right. Check and see if those arches are, are yeah. healthy. And if you start to see that small blister, you know, maybe for the younger viewers that might be watching this, that get them regularly, use the blister pads right away. Um, oh, gosh, yes. A blister does not get better on its own spontaneously. Right. If you see a small one, pad it up as if it was a big one yes. um, because that chafing irritation is only going to continue uh, and, and making that making that blister And worse. even another thing, if you get calluses on certain parts of your feet, that is your body telling you, hey, by the way, you're putting too much pressure pressure on mm-hmm. this part of your foot, there's a reason for that. That's another reason why you want to get those arches checked because it probably means you're losing the arches. And people often get that in that metatarsal area mm-hmm. right up by their toes. And that's an indication that you're losing or have lost the, the transverse arch in yep. your foot. And again, and that we can cover that more in our mm-hmm. orthotics podcast Absolutely. for sure. But all different things that hopefully as you're, as you're engaging with us today that you're hearing, you know, I never thought of that. Or yes, I, you know, I have that going on with myself. I didn't realize that was a precursor yep. to maybe something else that was there. Absolutely. And the last one that we have on our list, number 10, is temperature-related injuries. And, and when we were, I knew we were going to prepare this for you. Uh, and, and I know the, the one wonderful uh, woman who's going to be watching this podcast or listening to it. Uh, she's going to know who she is when I call her out on this. Um, we were we were a number of years ago in practice. It was probably about 10 years ago, and it was winter, and she is a very, very phenomenal uh, jogger, runner. Um, she, she qualifies for Boston Marathon type of a runner. She's really, really good. And she ran to the office when she was, uh, you know, for her appointment. And she got here, and and we recognized she was hypothermic, and she was shaking and, and just not doing well and uh, and I asked her what you know she did and she ran and it was blow zero out and she was you know she's going to be that diehard runner and I know she's listening to this going yep that's me and she's putting up her hand God bless her. we actually had to wind up putting a blanket on her and getting her her warmed up and we got her some hot tea and it was just it was crazy that that's what it was but it was a real world example that happened here in the practice but people do um, not regulate their temperature they overdo it heat exhaustion is what we're going to have to be dealing with now yeah. if you're listening to this and you're in a more humid environment you know, if, if you're down in a in a Florida type of a, of a part of the country or a Georgia where it's always humid, certainly got to watch your electrolyte balance and yes. your hydration for sure. Um, and then layers of clothing too. Uh, in talking with this particular uh, elite runner that we take care of, um, she was talking to me about running. I, I believe it was Boston that she was running in, and she said, "What I said, what impressed you the most with the run?" And she said, "Was the amount of clothes that were on the bridges and on the side of the road." And I said, oh, "Clothes." Yeah. And she said, "People are running and they have hundred dollar 
top end fashion, you know, for for these uh, layers. And as they're running, it's the Boston Marathon. It comes off and it's just chucked onto the side of the road. And she said it looked like people's wardrobes were all over because those wow. elite runners knew how to layer clothes properly and what was going to come off when. And they didn't care that $120 top just got thrown on the side of the road. They're that engaged in their race. They're like a big lost and found at the end. There probably <laughs> is. I should ask her on that at a follow-up appointment. Do I you go back so. and look Somebody's for like it? going with a you yeah. know, wheelbarrow and they're picking up the clothes. Here's another tip. If you do that, put your name in it and your phone number yes. in it, right? Because if you're going to throw your $110 sport top on the side of the road, yeah. uh, you know, and then of course, wow. you know, for a little humor to it, make sure that the sports bra is not the last one to come off. Oh, no, you know, no, we, we, we don't no want to have people with that. So make sure that's your, your final layer for the females, right? <laughs> so anyways, biggest running mistakes overall, what would you say is, is the biggest one? And this is not just for runners. This is for our health in general. We ignore our bodies. Mm-hmm. Our bodies talk to us all the time and we just ignore it. Yep. When we have pain, when we have other symptoms, it is our body telling us that there's a problem. Mm-hmm. And if we ignore it, that's when we can have permanent damage happen. Yep, for so sure. So get it checked out. For sure. And, and for myself, I would say that it's being reactive instead of being proactive. I still think, again, with our health in general, we wait for there to be a problem and then we want to do something about it. Yep. And it would be so much easier if, if we would just be more proactive on things, take advantage of services like the ones we've talked about here that are maybe outside the box. Maybe it's not something that, you know, you've originally thought of for helping your situation, but a little bit of time and a little bit of money proactively can really save your season or it can make for a much, much more uh, enjoyable situation. And that's through adjustments. It's through laser therapy. It's through orthotics. um, It's through kinesio taping. It's through stretching. um, It's through hydration, just a plethora of different things. So in the end, we covered the top 10 most common issues and injuries that runners and walkers (laughs) and joggers face. Uh, That was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. You, you may want to rewatch this. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But even more importantly than that, please share this. We really want this to go to everybody that could find it beneficial. So if you have someone that's not in our office or there's someone that's even out of the area, uh, please make sure that you share this forward to them um, so that they can get this information as well because it's really about educational and it's yes. about getting the word out to people so that everyone can be healthy and safe and really enjoy their activities because the benefits are huge. Cardiovascular benefits are awesome for people with this. It can help with bone health as well to keep your bones stronger the more we use them. Um, it can help with weight loss, you know, all the different things all that people want. All sorts of stuff. And sometimes you just don't know what you don't know, mm-hmm. but now you know. Exactly. Now you know. So please like, please Please share uh, some of the um, some of the podcast apps that are there. Uh, there's a way you can you can rank us uh, if you see it and you'd like to put it as a, as a five star. Please do so. It helps everyone get the word out. So thank you again for tuning in to Hands on Health. We hope you've enjoyed the episode. More to come for you. Until next time, though, I am Dr. Patrick Frain. and I'm Dr. Susan.